Hey guys, you're listening to Cut for Time, a podcast of Faith Church Indy. I'm Claire Kingsley, and I'm here with Pastor Jeff this morning. Hey, morning, guys. We are on our series on Philippians, and on Sunday, Jeff, you taught on Philippians chapter 4, verses 2 through 9. We're nearly wrapping up our series, and um, you are, on Sunday, you preached on having peace and having the same mind and unity in the body of Christ. And then you gave us a few ways that we could do that. And so why don't you just take a moment to tease that out? Yeah, at a surface glance, it sort of seems like this passage is not really connected, but actually we as pastors get together like the week before the guy's going to preach it and we just go through the text together and it was nathan actually who as we're going through the text is like oh it looks like there's like peace is a big thing here like there's no peace with these women there's no peace because of circumstances going around and, and these appeals to let god's peace be in you and uh so then that i thought that was great observation uh and so then i started digging into that and seeing like so what is it that's going on here that's leading to these people not having peace well paul's appealing to these women to keep the big picture in mind to, to remember the gospel and what god has done for us together and and he's appealing to these other people in the community to be a part of helping them seek peace and to remind them that they need others and that uh, anxiety and conflict are not just about us, but about others. So we mm-hmm. want to focus on the body of Christ, on the church, when you know we're getting wound up or crosswise with people. Yeah. And then he goes on to talk about, uh, you know, don't forget all that God has done for you, um, and and how good He is to you. And as we take those things to God in prayer, as we turn them over to Him as often as we need to, that's where God's peace comes from. And then as we go out into the world and are surrounded by a world that is broken and just you know we can always see the negative right and and what's wrong and what's bad and Paul's saying look don't forget the the beauty and the goodness of what God has put around you Mm -hmm. focus on that uh, because there's a lot to be thankful for and God wants us to know joy even in the hard things it's it's not pretending that things are something other than they are. It's not like a Pollyanna attitude. Uh, It's just saying, look, sometimes we get wound up by conflict or anxiety and we just, we lose perspective. Mm -hmm. And that's what Paul is trying to bring us back to. Yeah, and not surprising because the Bible is always relevant, but what Paul's message to the Philippian church is something that is very relevant to us, to our church. Oh, I think. And just society. But it's not surprising because yeah. the Bible is relevant. Yeah. But in I'm our, just thinking. In our church, in our lives, in our culture, yeah. right? There's yeah. fear and anger and uncertainty. And uh, Paul wants us to be different, not, I mean, in a sense for our own sake. But, but he's really saying, look, guys, remember what is fundamentally true. You belong to Christ. Christ loves you. He's at work. There's reason to give thanks and be joyful because of what Jesus has done and who he is in your life in the middle of all these other things. Yeah. So if you think um, of someone who has that peace, Hmm. what would be some feelings or something that would come out of that peace? If you have this peace, then you might feel or be act this way. Hmm. Boy, I'm thinking back in a sense to uh, both what we heard uh, in our counseling classes and in a sense parenting encouragement too the the idea of the non-anxious presence 
Like, whatever's going on, people are telling you some really hard or terrible things they're going through. Um, I, I don't have to get freaked out about that. My kid's doing something crazy or impossible, or I find myself as a parent saying things that I never imagined I would ever say to another human being. Like, mm-hmm. don't stick marbles up your nose, or those kinds of things. Yeah. And, and the kids come to you with some problem or crisis, or, oh, I painted the cat. Um, we, you know, our natural tendency might be to freak out and mm-hmm. get all wound up about it. And instead, the gospel and walking with Christ uh, helps us respond to that out of a place of peace and joy and confidence. Mm-hmm. Uh, whether that's stuff going on in the world, stuff going on in our living room, stuff going on in the workplace or at school or whatever. There's just um, this sense like, yeah, the world is tough. Life is hard. There's a lot of brokenness, but we don't have to freak out and we don't have to be stressed out and worried about it. Mm -hmm. And that actually enables us to become more engaged in a healthy Mm -hmm. way. Yeah. If you think about it, because when, when it's like, I feel like it's all on my shoulders and I got to make this happen. And you know, then, then we're pushing and we're demanding and we're stressed out and we don't have any sleep and maybe we make stuff happen, but not in a very healthy or effective way. Yeah. And I think it's out of this place of peace that we would say that's where you actually can have a real impact. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I think that's great. So I feel like, shoot, I don't want to switch gears because I could keep talking about this, but why don't you tell us something that you had to cut for time? on Sunday? Well, I, a couple of things that, that relate. One is a quote from uh, this great commentary in Philippians by uh, Gordon Fee um, that ties into a story that, that I could share. Uh, he says this, in a post-Christian, post-modern world, which has generally lost its bearings because it has generally abandoned God, a spirituality of peace and flourishing uh, is often the key to effective evangelism. In a world where fear is a much greater reality than joy, our privilege is to live out the gospel of shalom, that's God's peace, flourishing, wholeness, life, in every sense of the word, and point others to its source. We can do that because the Lord is near by the Spirit who turns our circumstances into joy and peace and who prompts our prayer and thanksgiving. Um, So one of the stories, I mean, I may have even alluded to it or mentioned it uh, at some point, when I was working in corporate marketing before going to seminary, I was in a really unpleasant work environment. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was just hard, uh, not joyful, not peaceful. Uh, and I had a coworker come to me one time, a lady who was not a Christian, and say, Jeff, how does this place not get to you? It, I mean, this, this place drives us you know would drive people crazy but you don't seem like wound up or stressed out how mm-hmm. do you how do you have this peace in the middle of I thought wow thank you Jesus and and it was an opportunity to talk to her about knowing a father a, who is God who loves me and is working for my good and is working out things according to his good plans and um yeah, it was, it, it was really cool that, uh, I mean, I was just humbled and awed that she would see something in me that reflected this kind of peace and joy and trust in the Father mm. that stood out in the midst of just what you know, Gordon Fee is talking about here, a world that knows a lot more anxiety and fear 
than wholeness and flourishing and peace. Yeah, it's. I guess we didn't even switch gears at all. I feel like that's exactly kind of what we were on the road talking about yeah. and just, um, like you said, making a difference, uh, making more of an impact because it maybe is something different. It's unique. It stands out. Um, yeah, and, and you talked earlier about our cultural moment. I mean, again, it's nothing new, but, boy, it does seem like the world is just a lot angrier and more stressed and tense and somebody's always looking for a battle or somebody to be angry with mm-hmm. or at odds against or, you know, to blame or yell about. And again, it's not that we don't care about these things. It's not we don't speak about them. Uh, but what, what would it look like for us as Christians to be engaged in those issues and those concerns in the world in a way that's calm, peaceful, gentle, uh, in, you know, in, intent in, intense but not in an anxious way like mm-hmm. we're invested and we care but we're not pounding the table and yelling and we refuse to demonize people that we might think of as opponents and um, that could really be a powerful evangelistic message yeah. uh, or, or prompt and even if um, it's not angrier and it's not more divisive like maybe it has been this way but something that has for sure changed is we have more opportunities to get our voices out there, right? Yeah. And so huh. <clears throat> it might feel that way. And maybe it is, I'm not sure. But regardless, um, we have many more avenues to let people know how we feel. And yeah. um, But that being said, on the flip side, that means that we have many more avenues to speak peace, right? Yes, yeah. But right, and even if it's sure, I mean, we go through cycles up and down and, you know, historically, whatever. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but it, it really feels like the, the kind of the mood in the culture is be angry, be afraid, and, you know, look down on those people and come be on our side and have an identity that's shaped by, you know, hating and fearing and rejecting those people. And, man, that's so easy to buy into, uh, but it's a motivation of fear and control and, God is inviting us instead to remember that he's in control and that shapes that that enables us to step outside of that framing while still being engaged in what's going on mm-hmm. uh, like I mean again you know down to the you know home life example you got kids I mean how common is it that you know two two siblings come and want you to be the judge between them and say who's right and who's wrong and get you on their side and Maybe there's one clear offender potentially, but really our goal as parents, I think, is to try and bring them together and advocate not for one or the other, but for peace and love and forgiveness and unity. Mm-hmm. And what if that's the way we were in the world? Yes. So, um, Jeff, before we go, do you have any uh, jokes, illustrations, personal stories that you wish you could have shared on Sunday? Well, I did. I did. Uh, I mentioned the personal story earlier. No, no jokes. Uh, I will share this little thing that I ran across uh, from a weekly devotional from uh, Paul Tripp that I, I enjoyed, and I didn't have time to include that either. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I thought it was good. Uh, I am not afraid, not because I'm strong or wise. I am not afraid, not because I have power or position. I'm not afraid, not because I have health or wealth, not because of my circumstances or relationships are easy. I am not afraid for one glorious reason. In the darkness of this fallen world, I no longer walk alone in the night, but I have been given the light of life. 
This one amazing reality gives me rest. I have been rescued from darkness and transported into the light, and I am not afraid. And then to be able to say that that's our experience together with our brothers and sisters. Not only are we not alone because we know Jesus, but because we're walking together with Christ Mm -hmm. uh, and seeking and encouraging blessing and peace for each other and with each other. Mm -hmm. I think that's a great picture of the purpose of the body of Christ. Yeah, one of them. So that's all we've got time for today's episode of Cut for Time. If you enjoyed our podcast, go ahead and leave us a review. It will make um, our podcast more visible to others searching for our content and our church. Or just go ahead and share the podcast through text message or um, email or something like that. Jeff, it's time to sign off. What is your final nugget of wisdom? Uh, This time I actually do have the tagline. And as I mentioned on Sunday, it's not original to me at all. Go in peace to love and serve the Lord. Thank you.